constant work of progress oh wow a work of progress work in progress <laughs> man you're a work of progress a wope well considering that i went to a like fair parade thing called panorama of progress i'll get i'll get to that later okay so. we have so many topics to talk about today so we'll just do intros really quick i'm samita I'm Sarshna. This is the Not Your Average Jordans podcast, episode five. I know we've made it to the to the five tenial of the episodes. <laughs> Should we get ourselves like a sticker or something? I know. I think that we need to make. I don't want to say we need to make merch, but I think that we should have like like a little a little junky you know just like a little thing yeah we should have merch okay do people want merch right in and by merch I don't mean like merch that you hate I mean like a sticker for your Nalgene water bottle Nalgene sponsor us Nalgene sponsor us sticker manufacturers you know where to reach us (laughs) um okay let's see what's going on with you it's been we it's been a minute since we recorded Okay, it has been a minute. So what is going on is that I am basically like doing a lot of things the same every day. So you're <laughs> in a routine. I'm in a routine. But also it's nice. Like I had to go to work on Monday and that was really cool because it was like pretty day. And then and then we got like free food and we had to like socialize. So that was kind of cool. And since you're your sign is a cancer do you feel overwhelmed when you have to socialize a lot well okay so it was so funny because I okay I don't know if this is just me being like little crusty crust but I'm just like okay we went I was at work from like 8 a.m to four o'clock right and so and I all day like talking to someone and then I get home and I was like I don't think I can go back to work for the rest of the week like I will be working from home for the rest of the week because I was like I'm so tired of like making chit chat it just gets so tiring after a while you're like I just want to be in silence and it's not it's not against anyone else it's just like a personal need yeah but the other thing that I think it's like exacerbating the problem is that if I was going into work every day and like everyone was going in every day then less people would talk but because like people go in intermittently, it's like it's like when they go there, they have like this pent up talking that needs to happen. And they'll like blah, blah, blah. they'll just like let it all out. And then afterwards they go home and they don't come into work for like a week or two. It's so true. So I think that that's like adding to the level of like socialization. So they're so just feeling over socialized. <laughs> She's over socialized, under caffeinated. That's the way. Girl boss. Girl boss. Girl boss. <laughs> um, 
I've also given up coffee and it sucks. Why did you give up coffee? Well, ever since I had COVID in January, I can't drink coffee. Like the taste is okay. Interesting. Yeah. But matcha is good though. Oh, matcha is good. Okay. Well, it's not good thing. Good. It's not every caffeine thing. No. Tea, all tea I can still drink, just not coffee. Um, okay, I have a list of topics for today that we've sent back and forth to each other. Oh my god, yeah. We have the first important topic is that I told Sumita not to text her anything on that on on that form of text communication until tomorrow, until today. Because I was like, I didn't want to lose where the list was in the in place. <laughs> Slytherin doesn't understand the concept of like a notes app, a shared (laughs) app. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not a YouTuber. Okay, I'm not going to make a notes app apology video, you know? Oh my God, notes app apologies. That should be another topic for another time. Oh man. There's so many good ones where it's just like, like you can tell that that was written by a person who who has main character syndrome. seriously and it's like they're always universally bad I guess we're just talking about it now they're almost always universally bad like when is have you ever seen a good notes app apology well because I think like just even the medium of like writing the okay if you want to write an apology post on Instagram just don't Like, like, there's no way that you're going to sit there and, and make the notes app any better than it is. And then you're thinking like, oh, maybe it's like the app. Maybe I should do that in like a in like a text or like a Word document. No, Microsoft Word was not built for writing apologies. OK, it was for, made for clip art. It was made for clip art and word art. And also it was not. You're so right. Like the medium of apologizing publicly is very like fraught. Yeah. Because there's no real way to make it sound authentic. Like, most of the time I find that those notes up apologies just come across sounding like, at their best, it's like, it wasn't my intention, blah, 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 blah. Or, and, and like, I'm going to do some work, but it's never clear what work they're going to do. Or, at its worst, it's like, you guys have no idea how this made me feel. Yeah, which is so, like, (laughs) it's just, like, so, I guess, like, fitting for someone who is, like, a a celebrity, and especially more so, like, an internet celebrity, because, like, the whole point, like, the whole purpose of internet celebrities is, like, they're the cult of personality thing, right? Mm-hmm. like it's not it's not like actors like, like they have talent right they they can like do something and like i'm not saying that all internet celebrities don't have talent but like oh i know no that's a, that's too controversial of a statement I, I don't think that actually but like some of them did get famous for like really kind of stupid stuff and then they just like cap they knew how to like market themselves so they're not necessarily people who were like yeah like i don't know it's interesting well, and they, they also always have like fans that are really like rabid about being fans. Mm-hmm. The Stan armies. Right? Like, I, I feel like that's more, I feel like internet personalities have stans more than like actors. 
Yeah, I feel like singers and like musical artists still have stands, but overall, yeah, I don't really know. Are there like act? I don't know people that rock. Well, I guess like that whole Johnny Depp trial show that there are Johnny Depp stands for sure. I mean, I love Johnny Depp, but that's all. That's not because of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's because of um, my favorite, all of the Tim Burton movies. <laughs> Like that, like Johnny Depp was made to be in Tim Burton movies. Yeah, he really is like Tim's muse. I know. Him and Helena Bonham Carter, my favorite. I love her so much. I do like Tim Burton movies, like Edward Scissorhands, a standout classic. So good. And Sweeney Todd. Oh, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. So good. No, but I also, okay, Helena Bonham appreciation moment. I feel like as a weird witchy child, Helena Bonham Carter was like my hero because she was also equally weird and witchy and she was like always doing weird and witchy stuff. Her sister was a witch. What was her sister? A princess. You were a witchy child. I like that you're really embracing your witchy child spirit, though. Because, like, how has cancer season been going for you? Like, oh, my God. I don't know. It's just been, like, it's just been fully unhinged, I feel like. Why? I don't know. Like, there's, like, so many things that are happening. And then, like, now this week is kind of, like, a chance to take a breather. And then I'm like, oh, no. Too many things have happened. And I now feel like my body my legs are moving somewhere but my like brain hasn't caught up yet wow that was that horoscope corner <laughs> incredible I feel like yeah it's been a definitely an emotional but not necessarily bad emotional like or not bad but just like negative emotions it's mostly been like positive emotions but I just feel like yeah I've been busy and it's been a lot of just like finding the motivation to do stuff honestly yeah but yeah cancer season is roaring through let's okay. see it's scuttling through like a crab scuttling. um oh so there's no wanted to first of all talk about eyelash length okay oh why did i talk about eyelash length oh, I guess- oh because we were talking about how sometimes like i like fake eyelashes and i think you like them too but it's kind of like a time and place vibe for them. And sometimes people go with like the most intense lashes for like, like normal situation, like very like daytime situations. Yeah. Like definitely. I know, I know a few people and like, I know of people who wear eyelashes to work and I'm like, but like see see some people wear like they're they ha- they make these like individual lashes that you can buy like you like just stick on a f- they come in they're just little like tufts they're not the full lash yeah i've seen those those really work like i've used those and i think that they work really well because they you just need to put them like where you need to put them you just put them on the edge of your eye like the corner but yeah, the, a little boost right but like I I love wearing like giant campy eyelashes like there's some that have like rhinestones on them they're awesome I love big eyelashes but just sometimes it's like you can't whip out the magnums for the like (laughs) for the like 
you know what I mean though like for the just like like, yeah I'm I'm going into the office right and it's yeah it's a lot and I also I've heard scandalized I am scandalized no I've heard of people um I've heard of people also like taking eyelashes and then trimming them yes but then like like if you got a pack of giant eyelashes, like big long ones, I was like, why would you trim those? Like, just keep them long and then wear them to like a party. Yeah. So that that I don't know. This I guess I'm not really making any sort of like statement with this. I just wanted to let you guys know maybe that I like everybody do whatever you want, but maybe don't wear huge fake lashes to like like a like a funeral. Like who cares? Like. It is kind of like, who cares though? I just like, I, and then, and then that got me thinking about like, I need to up my eyelash game actually. Maybe we're just being haters. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this was hater corner. It was hater corner, but yeah. If anybody knows any like good brand recommendations. Hit us up. Email us. Fake lashes sponsor us. Okay. Um, then you want to talk about crank anchors. Oh my god. Sumita was laughing so much because I didn't know it was a real show. Yeah, so that's why I didn't know that crank anchors was like on Comedy Central, which also I mean it was just like kind of a random part of Comedy Central, but also beyond that, I feel like we need to talk about roasts of on Comedy Central. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. How long have they been like? Do you know how long they've been doing the roasts, or is it just like Comedy Central was always the place to find roast comedy? I don't know. Okay, let's look it up. Yeah, because see, like I, I like them, and like the ones that you can find on YouTube are like, there's like Justin Bieber. Who else? Mm-hmm. I, there's that. There's definitely the roast of Donald Trump on there. Yeah, it's I, it's like a something that was put on by Comedy Central that started in 2003 and it's still going on. Okay, so yeah, and then I guess they do it for charity. I'm gonna, I want to say charity. I actually have no idea if they do it for charity. Let's see. Well, I hope they do because it would be cool. I feel like that's the only a way I would agree to participate in an event like that. It doesn't really say. Hmm. First... One was Drew Carey, or wait. Oh, I want to watch the one with Drew Carey. I like him. I think he's funny. This is really interesting. Like basically, um, though it started as this, it started as something that was produced by Comedy Central between '98 and 2002, and they <laughs> televised the roast of the New York Friars Club which have been conducted since 1950, according to Wikipedia. And so the first one was Drew Carey in 98, and then the last one was Chevy Chase in 2002. But then after that five-year agreement expired, the network just started doing their own roasts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, I, I feel like the it's really, like, when they when they talk about it like when the comedians get up there they have like a lot of they always talk about like who's on the dais like who's on stage with them and I feel like they have a lot of respect for it and so I don't know I I was like it's definitely not like a new format of course roast comedy but I'm like it has a lot of when I was watching them I was like it has a lot of like backing to it so that's really cool it's kind of the worst like 
it's it's like i don't know it's like something about it is so awful and then it also is is kind of like once in a while like you're right the justin bieber one is probably one of the most iconic roasts he was so small back then like he was wearing a suit and everything he definitely would not show up in a suit now I feel like I feel like oh, he'd show up in like sweatpants. Yeah, I feel like I always think of Justin Bieber now as wearing like that pink hoodie. Yeah, like yeah. a huge hoodie. Yep. And just like he probably wouldn't even show up. Yeah, he was still a little bit like green to the scene back then. Green to the scene. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Yeah, rose culture was really good. It was like. Sorry, I was kind of looking through stuff, like information as I was, as you were talking. And there have been some canceled roasts too. Willie Nelson didn't go in 2008 for his roast. And then Kid Rock was gonna be in November, 2010, but then we got Donald Trump's roast in 2011. Oh man. Yeah, basically, Kid Rock, like, has been effed over by Comedy Central roasts for years. Oh, my God. They just keep bumping him for higher-profile people like Charlie Sheen and Donald Trump. Yeah, but, okay, I'm sorry. Charlie Sheen had his moment in, like, 2011 or 20, I don't know, whenever he, like, had his thing. He's been tight, like, yeah, he was, he went off. But that was back when I feel, okay, I know... I I know tabloid culture is still like alive and well and equally as like feverish as before, but I feel like then I re- definitely remember there being more like magazines. I just there were just a lot more like Charlie Sheen's gone off the rails on like National Enquirer and I don't know I just National Enquirer would never publish such a tame story. They're like Charlie Sheen orgy with aliens. Yeah. This reporter found out about his tryst with the universe. <laughs> By the way, did you see those pictures from NASA? Oh my god, amazing. They're Wait. so cool. Yeah, at work, um, we like stopped what we were doing to look. <laughs> yes. And then that reminded me of in elementary school when you would get to be like, when they would still ask you questions like, what's your favorite website? And my answer was always the NASA website because I was like, they have the star of the day. <laughs> okay, tell me why I kind of remember that web. It was like an HTML website and it, it like changed every, and it had like a picture of it, right? Well, yeah, because that was like hot technology that they could rotate out the picture every day. Yeah. I feel like my favorite website may have been, I mean, I don't, I actually don't know. That's probably wasn't as relevant for you. They just used to ask us that because it's like the internet was like kind of newish. No, but it was still like, okay. I mean, I know we're six years apart, but like it still wasn't that great by the time I like, it was getting better, but it wasn't like the best. That's true. That's true. But it's just like, I just, I, it's just like a really weird question now to think about because I'm like, what's my favorite website? Like, I don't know. What's your favorite website today? Okay, well, not today. Okay, I'm trying to think as a kid. I remember I used to like, um, 
there was this website called I think it was called like addicting games oh yeah it had like all the good games and then I really liked going on neopets of course that's like a classic I was not a I was not a penguin club penguin kid I was a neopets kid oh I was a neopets kid for sure I was obsessed with neopets I had a little bunny that yeah all my pets died eventually or they or they like ran away (laughs) no but I liked I used to like playing these like flash games and then one of them was okay and I'm so sad because like I went back to look for it like a year ago or so and do you remember when adobe like like yeeted flash out of the way because they were like this is so terrible like why are we still supporting this in 2021 so um i was i went back to look for it and you can't even play it but it was called hannah and the pirate caves obviously oh my god i loved hannah and then you'd like push the little bit for in neopets yeah yeah and you'd like push the little button like the little like walls of the cave yes yeah neopet had slam dunk (laughs) no that game hannah and the pirate caves was like i think it was one of the best and then they had another game where you had to like um stack up oh i think they had one that was just snake but they called it something else they were good quality too like they were well-designed games yes and then they had one where you had to like stack up ice cream to like make it like a Sunday. Oh, yeah, and it was like at the ice cream shop and it was really like bright and colorful. I think that was also a key. They used a lot of like bright and colorful things because they were like, I'm yeah. sorry, but like all we had back then was like snake on the Nokia brick phone, which was. <laughs> you know what I was talking about the other day with um with someone was, okay, do you remember how a f- cell phone used to have that little like, little hole on the side and you would like hook a charm onto it uh yes yeah and I was like thinking about okay first of all that and I feel like bag charms or like like purse jewelry like those little fluffy pom-pom things that you attach to your purse I don't see that as much anymore or maybe I'm not looking in the right place I think the pom-poms are still around and but and the phone charms are now like pop sockets and then the like and your case is like a sign of who you are I feel like Mm -hmm. and but you're right I oh my god I had these really cute charms on my flip phone in high school and they were so cute there was like three little ones I hooked it on to that little like slit or whatever it's called like right on the side and I don't know why they I think the only reason why they had that was for the charms because I'm like I can't think of any other reason why it would be on there it was definitely for the charms and then it it just I don't even know yeah it's like why do we want to just attach stuff I remember mom wanted to well I feel like also half of it was because there were less phones so like like everybody had a razor or like everybody had like a a sidekick or whatever right so I feel like like since there were less phones and like also nobody had a case for any of these phones because they actually like wouldn't break if you dropped them so I think that that was just to like make sure you knew which was I definitely remember putting a sticker because because you mom and dad all had the same phone from singular so I definitely remember that you put a sticker on yours and like maybe mom put a sticker on hers to like make sure that we knew whose was whose 
Let's never forget that Singular doesn't even exist anymore. RIP, they were a great phone company, but not great enough. They got bought by AT&T, I think. So, yeah. Sorry, I'm eating. I'm eating, so I'm muting myself so people don't have to listen to me eating. Oh, yeah, we will not be doing, um, what's it called? Mukbang content? Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm against that for sure. Sorry, guys. Sorry to people who like it. I I think the noise of people chewing it gets me into an irrational, angry mode. I go into like I go into like. Can I speak to the manager? I forgot. Okay. Just took a small break so I could eat dinner because I didn't want to be like running out of steam, but I also didn't want everybody to hear me eating. Yeah, because we're not about that on this channel. As we explained. But also, okay, I have a question. What's up? Um, where were we? <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. I'll go through our topic list again. Okay, so then, oh, Shawarma King. Shawarma King. Shawarma okay. King is best. It's on Beacon Street in, in Boston, in Brookline. And they make shawarma. And they're the best at it. Okay, so there's no, that's not the whole truth, okay? No. The whole truth is that our family became, like, obsessed with Chorma King because it's a vegan option because there's falafel, which is, I'm pretty sure, vegan, if not yeah. vegetarian. But anyway, my family, we used to go, and then, like, there's, I don't know, like, I don't know how much truth there is to this or isn't, but somehow my parents got it in their head that, like, one of the Chorma King employees was, like, had a crush on Sudarshana. And so that just became part of like the family like mythos around Shwarma King. Like every time we'd go, like our dad would be like, oh, we, we have to go like Sudarshana's boyfriends. <laughs> oh my God. No, but like, yeah, I mean, the one, if one of the Shawarma Kings himself and he would always give extra falafel. So, you know, it's true. Okay. Yeah. He liked you. <laughs> But it was like, it was like literally like Paul would, we, we'd like drive up to get the stuff and he'd be like, you have to come inside with me. <laughs> no. Like, oh my God. No, but it was really cute. And it was good karma and good falafel. Honestly, some of the best. Like, I, people think it's not hard to make a pita sandwich or something. It's really, really hard to make a good falafel sandwich. Falafel particularly is tough because if it's too dry, it's awful. And if it's not wet enough, if it's too wet, (laughs) I'm going off the rails today. Okay. No, okay, but honestly, that's so true though, because one time I went to an another place in downtown Boston, which I forgot the name of, but it was in that like I just feel like the they need to do like a big cleansing of the that place that's right. It's like on, I want to say it's on Tremont Street, but I'm not sure if that's right. And it's like that city plaza. I think it's called City Center or City Plaza. Mm. It's like right opposite the Boston Common. And then you go kind oh, of go Clarendon around. Street area. Not Clarendon Street area. It's like, is it, so the Boston Common is there, right? And then like, on the same building as Emerson College is, 
you are like it's like on the back side and then across the street from that is the like Wang theater or not Wang theater like the Bach theater like all of those like little theaters oh yeah okay I know what you're talking about so that I think that place is called City Place I want to say it's called City Place but it's always got all these like chain restaurants in it and I can't remember why but one time I did go get falafel there and it was not good yeah yeah it was like very mediocre oh are you talking about that mall that's in downtown crossing no not no not that one but I know there has also a falafel I want to say there's a falafel place there too Boston loves falafel (laughs) Boston hearts falafel Okay, either Boston loves falafel or I am biased because that was one of the like four options of things we can go out to eat. Because I was telling Sumita, I was like, I can count on like one hand the amount of times we went out to eat Italian food that was not like a celebration. Like, yeah, seriously. We, or like anything that was like a, like a steakhouse or that kind of stuff. Because obviously, why would we go there? My Our parents don't eat meat. We grew up being able to eat like me if it was at a restaurant or something, but like they're not going to pick a steakhouse to go to. Also, like, what are we going to, they don't serve like chicken at a steakhouse. You know? No, they do. They do? Yeah. There's always like some, cause it's like, think about it. There's definitely like people that go there that are like, I don't like steak. And so they have to have like a chicken option. And usually there's a fish option. Oh, it just seems it just seems against the name to go to a state. Exactly. I think it's more that it there it's like the name is is like it's it's like the point of there is steak. Right. Wow, good English. The point of there is steak. Well, yeah, like okay. It's like that scene in Scrubs. Sorry, I'm bring up Scrubs. I seem to be stuck in 2006 <laughs> perpetually it's like that scene where they're like we're going to stay night we're going to stay like they have to go and then they get like caught up in the hospital steak is such a treat it is the world's best meat <laughs> i remember yeah no steakhouse oh wait oh and also i went to another good falafel or like israeli food i guess mm-hmm. i don't know falafel is kind of universal like middle eastern middle eastern but this was a israeli restaurant um in seaport and it was also really good i also did get falafel there and it was like really i forgot the name of that place but it was super good good job yeah it was it was in portland that's called shalom y'all that has i think they have a falafel and it's really good yeah falafel is i think i think it's one of the great equalizing foods like you can if if you don't like falafel then I'm a little bit questioning you a little just a little bit falafel is kind of a universal like because it's like it's filling enough that it's a good like whole meal for vegetarians and non-vegetarians if they like falafel but I think most people do it took me a little while to get used to but I think I had a few bad experiences with it and then was like oh I don't think I really like falafel but then I had it a few more times when it was really good and I was like oh if it's made right it's really good another food that I'll always like I'll always be down to eat is momos oh I love dumplings like any kind of dumplings but specifically the like Nepali momos with the tomato sauce I just like I want to learn how to make it but I'm I'm never going to learn how to make it because it does it's just not going to taste good 
No, I bet you could learn how to make it. I bet you could learn how to make it pretty good. It, or I bet there's some kind of like Trader Joe's hack way to do it that like comes out pretty good. Oh my God. If Trader Joe's is not selling Momos by now, like what are they even doing? That's what I mean. And I feel like the key with the Trader Joe's stuff is you use that as the base of whatever you're going to do. And then you zhuzh it up how you want. Like, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's actually a very good point. Because I feel like I always get that Trader Joe's vegetarian gyoza. And then I like add sauce. Exactly. As one of my um, friends told me, sauce is the like key. Yeah. No matter what. Because I- sauce is boss, baby. Sauce is boss. I'm just like, I want to be a sauce queen. (laughs) You are a sauce queen. Yeah. You're saucy. I'm always giving you tea and other sorts of tea is not a sauce. I'm always giving you ragu and other sorts of sauce. Oh, (laughs) okay. We found the name of this episode. I'm always giving you tea and other sorts of sauce. (laughs) Is tea a sauce? It kind of is. It's a sauce for your throat. Oh my God. Oh no, 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 no. We have to talk about, um, is cereal a what is it a cereal a soup (gasps) (laughs) yes but I don't want it to be (laughs) shoot because like if if like broth soup is just broth plus like vegetables floating is cereal just milk plus cereal floating and it's kind of like a chilled soup it's like a gazpacho. It's <laughs> dang. That's messed up, Sajna. I know. I am why sorry. would you? Why would you do this to me? I'm sorry to introduce this. this. I'm gonna be thinking about this for the rest of the night. <laughs> um, I, there was another one once at my work. It was pop tarts are ravioli. They are though. Pop-tarts are ravioli. I do agree with that. Although, uh, to all my Italian friends, I'm so sorry to have slandered. But what is the difference? It's a, it's a, it's a pastry or like a carb outside and then a filling in the center. It's heated and then you eat it. Like the only difference is in how you eat it, basically. Well, but if you I, wanted to make a, a Pop-Tart into four smaller Pop-Tarts and then I'll heat them up and eat them like individual raviolis and then the ravioli cycle will be complete. Wait, and also sometimes in the Pop-Tarts, they give you a thing of sauce or am I thinking of toaster strudel? But anyway, strudel. But like anyways, okay, say. What a great idea. Get, just give kids a bunch of sugar and then let them add more sugar on top. The sauce packet, the like icing packet. Oh, my dream. Like, it was just, it was so, I think because you were a kid and you never like assemble food as a child. So like when you have to do that, then you feel like, oh my God, I'm cooking. Like, this is cool. And it was like the whole premise of the toaster shittle was like, you can draw whatever you want on it. Not, not bearing in mind that the packet it came in made it basically impossible to do anything cool. Like, well, I mean, that goes up there with those like fruit by the foot tongue tattoo things. Oh, I'm not, not fruit by the foot. Um, fruit yeah, roll. They, which one? Fruit roll up, I think. Oh yeah, fruit roll up. 
Yeah, and then they would like you'd like put it on your tongue, and it would apparently tattoo your tongue. It did not. And there's like a gum too that had tongue tattoos, or maybe they just had regular tattoos. Man, okay. Also, I was another thing I was saying is so while I was at this fe- uh, festival thing, like uh, parade thing, mm-hmm. I I said to the people that I was going with, I was like, I didn't realize, but when you're in the presence of children and we were like um, there with like somebody's niece. So I was like, when you're in the presence of children, your proximity to candy and like sweet stuff goes up by like 300%. Because people are always just trying to give children candy. Wait, say that again, the proximity to sweetness. Yeah, like sweet stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't interact with like, Tootsie rolls on a daily basis. No, you know, I have to seek out candy because I, if I have it, I'll eat it. That's the thing. But I feel like I don't even like that candy. That I mean, I, I'll always like. For me, like Kit Kat is always a good one, but that's not candy. That's chocolate. Or like, I like like any sort of gummy candy, basically. Sour Patch watermelon is good. Life, but I just feel like. Like all the ones, because at the festival they were giving out candy to the kids, mm-hmm. like because of like like the fire department would like come through and then like toss some candy out the truck, and so like and then the kids would like all run to pick it up. I was like a lollipop. Like I have not. Nobody has given me a lollipop in like years. Nor do I want them to. You know, they're never good. The last time I had like regular access to candy. Excuse me. Hold on. Okay. The last time I had regular access to candy, I think was like at the office because somebody's always coming into the office bringing in right. some kind of candy or sweets or baked good or they made too much of some kind of cookie or something. Yeah, but even like cookie is different. Cookie is sweets, but it's not like like jolly ranchers i feel like the only time i see jolly ranchers now is if if i go to some like like sometimes at work they'll have yeah exactly at work they'll have like tech events and people will like put out a bowl of something to entice you to like come and get one and then okay but okay i had it's been a long time since i've had jolly ranchers but i used to like go to the secretary's office at our high school like every day at lunch after lunch to get myself a little Jolly Rancher because she had a bowl of them. So I knew where they were. So I just like would hit her up every day, the secretary. And she was like this lovely woman. And she was very nice. She let me have a Jolly Rancher every single day. Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. I feel like when you're in school too, I feel like teachers always sometimes have like a lifesaver or a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, but you're right. Like in adult life, I have not really interacted with Jolly Ranchers in a while. Yeah. Once in a while, like there was a few times that like we bought like a bag of them from the store. But then again, it's like you just end up eating them. Like, right. And then it's like, damn, two people ate 300 Jolly Ranchers over a period of time. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's like, and all those candies, like, what, what were they giving out? They were mostly giving out lollipops and, like, uh, jolly, like uh, lifesavers, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were sometimes giving out those little tiny packs of Twizzlers, which is, like, I hate Twizzlers. I don't like a Twizzler. 
they're just they taste like plastic they're pretty they're pretty bad but i like licorice actually like i like like licorice too yeah but it's like you can't have too much of it right because it's not good for you no especially well like licorice in general i think it either lowers or increases your blood pressure which is why like if you feel faint you should eat some licorice which is another tip that i learned from my italian friends but if you feel like low sugar or like low pressure, then you can eat a little piece of licorice and you'll feel a little bit better. But you can't eat too much. Like I think people who like go ham on like eat a bag of panda licorice, that's like just not good for you. Yeah. I guess that makes sense because you can have deglycerized licorice as like that's like um, helps like with acid reflux and stuff. Oh, nice. Oh, so that wow. makes sense. Yeah, it's like you don't want to eat too much of it because it's definitely going to like make you feel terrible. And that's why Twizzlers aren't that good because they're not real licorice. No, they're just like red candy. I do. I will say I do. Twisty sticks of red dye 40. Oh, gotta love. Okay, what else do we have? We have Ernie Box. Do we have Lisa Lampanelli, the queen of meat? She really was the queen of mean going back to Comedy Central roast stuff. The two like biggest people I remember from the Comedy Central roast were Jeffrey Ross, who was really mean, and Lisa Lampanelli, who was even meaner. And they were just two like over the top comedians who would just roast people. And some of the stuff they've said over the years, it's crazy. And like, I... But it's like, that's the only thing they do. They just do comedy that's roasts. Wait, really? I think so. I mean, I'm sure they put, I mean, like they definitely have put out specials and stuff like that. But what they're known for ultimately is being roast people. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess like, I don't I like I like roast comedy once in a while, but the, I thought that Cranky Anchors was funnier. Like the one, the clips on YouTube with them, the puppets. Mm-hmm. I think they're so funny because they're like kind of creative, and I mean it's like stupid, but it's like also kind of funny. And they have like cool people, like Aubrey Plaza did a Cranky Anchors, and of course she pretended to be like a witch. <laughs> She's a fellow witchy sister. I've always liked Aubrey Plaza for that reason. I just feel like if I, if I, in my, in, when I'm in the, like, when I'm walking down the street and I'm like, what happens if I'm a celebrity and I'm doing my, like, so there's not time to be daydreaming? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel that I would be like Aubrey Plaza because she, she comes across so funny in the interviews. She really does because, like, she's very deadpan and. <laughs> oh, her episode of um, Hot Ones. Mm-hmm. on uh, the hot wings show if anybody doesn't know um that episode was so good yeah shout out hot ones great show on youtube or now i think they're on hulu or something yeah they're on streaming now but anyway they're the best apparently the host he he eats all 10 of the chicken wings yeah he always does yeah which is like that's a lot well he, i think I can't remember if he always eats all 10, but I think some like with the if the other person stops, he'll stop. Yeah. Um, but he's really cool. And he Sean Evans is his name, and he 
we have the hot ones hot sauce at the house and it's pretty spicy I could you can only put a drop of it and stuff is it wait which one was it it's the last dab we have that. oh oh my god yeah wait um is it like at least tasty or is just spicy it's tasty but it's very spicy like the only times I've ever used it is for when I'm cooking like a big soup and I want to add like spiciness to it I'll put in maybe a quarter teaspoon into like a big soup pot and that's like pretty much good wow yeah maybe a half teaspoon if it's a really big pot of soup but like Zach has used it before for just like putting on stuff and I'm like damn brave (laughs) I think my spice tolerance has gone up over the years, but like, I, I don't like eating spicy stuff for the sake of it's spi- just it being spicy. Yeah, same. But I do like, like, there are some moments I think like when it gets kind of colder out and it, and it's like also kind of gloomy out. There are some days when I just want like a very, very spicy bowl of soup. It also just feels like it warms up your insides, which I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, capsaicin is like, uh, well, it's actually, it's actually pretty good for you. I mean, obviously not enough so that you like get an ulcer or anything, but like, it's pretty good for you. Yeah, helps clear clear out those sinuses too. Yeah, I'm. It's funny because I love the summer, and the summer here in Minnesota is like actually really nice. Like it's very the temperatures are pretty mild oh the weather outside is weather and that's why i need a sweater <laughs> okay uh, wait i'm oh, sorry go ahead no, no, no. Go. <laughs> um i was gonna say should we talk about our final topic for the night which is ernie bach jr everything you're looking for everything you're looking for okay wait, let's look up. um of Ernie Bach Jr. Yeah, let's find out some info on him. Ernie Bach. Well, who was Ernie Bach Sr., man? Yeah, what's up with... Oh, okay. Ernie Bach Jr. really is looking interesting. He inherited the automobile sales and service business started by his grandfather, Andrew Bach. Mm-hmm. He began the family business in 1945 by purchasing a Nash Motors franchise in Norwood, Massachusetts. Oh, he went to Berkeley in Boston. Oh, so he is. Oh, that's why he sings. That's why he's like in a band and stuff. (laughs) That's where Ernie Buck Jr. Everything you're looking for. That's where that came. Come on down. Sumita. Oh, man. Everything makes sense now. Oh, no, listen to this. After leaving Berkeley, he went on the road with several bands. Eventually, he returned to Norwood to work at one of his father's dealerships. And I just got hooked, he later said. Though he sold cars by day, at night he socialized with Boston celebrities and well-known musicians. His lifestyle got his name in the newspapers and led to tensions between himself and his father, who fired him from dealership jobs at least twice. He inherited the business when his father died. Shortly after the death of Ernie Bach Sr., Bach Jr. appeared in a television commercial paying tribute to his father, Bach Sr. He was in a car watching images from an old 
commercial featuring his father in the rear view mirror. Box Jr. smiled and drove away in the commercial. Oh, that's really sweet. Oh my god. Wait, he owns the Ferrari and Oh no. Wait, what? Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you further down on the Wikipedia page? I am. <laughs> yeah. I okay, so cool something cool is that he agree he underwrites the Schubert and Wang theaters and they're now just called the Box Center collectively. But yeah. then yeah, he's he had a band called Ernie and the Automatics, and remember that their album was called Low Expectations, and it was on the top blue chart blues charts for six weeks. Wow, we should talk. Wait, we should talk about um quickly. I would like to shout out, although it's not new, the new Kendrick Lamar album, amazing. It's so good. The new JID song, freestyles song or whatever. I'm also amazing. If anybody knows of any new albums that we should listen to, please write in. Please. Yeah. I I now that I am like older, I feel like I like listening to music in album format. So I used to be really just like I don't care about the album. And then I was thinking back and I was like, I think I actually did because back then you had the albums with the skits in them. And I used to like listening to the skits too. That was my first, like, I, I don't know. It's fun. That is really fun. Yeah. They still do that, but not as much now. Now if an album has a skit in it, it's like very deliberate because they know that people don't like that actually. Yeah. And it's like, you don't need to really pad the record with unnecessary stuff anymore because it's like nobody's buying the actual physical record. They just list streaming songs. So it's like more about how, how many streams you get. Yeah. And if there's like, gonna be, it's like, there's no need for something like a skit, which historically you would just skip on your CD. But since you don't have to do that anymore, it's like, why would you just make something that everyone's going to skip anyway? Mm-hmm. Also, I need to say this quote from Ernie Bach Jr. from the personal life section of his Wikipedia, which says that his current residence began as a mansion that he bought in 1997 on a one acre plot in Norwood. Over the next 20 years, he bought up and tore down the homes of 17 neighbors and expanded his house into a 30,000 square foot compound. Back in Europe, they used to build houses that would last generations, he explained. Here, they build houses that are almost disposable. It's disgusting. (laughs) What? Is he not, is he not like self-aware wolf right now? I mean, that was 2016, so. Or wait. Yeah, I don't really know when he said that, but. I'm sure. He seems like a very, he's had a very rich and interesting life. Yeah. But anyway, we know him because of the commercials for Bach Toyota, which was like these, this Toyota dealership, but they also had all kinds of dealerships in this auto mile that was in Norwood, Massachusetts. And it was basically like the commercials or he had Honda dealerships, he had Subaru, like all kinds of stuff. But the Toyota ones are the ones that always stuck out to me where he, they, it would be like singing and then he'd be like 
Ernie Bunk Jr., yeah, we got it. Or oh. everything you're looking for. How about we got it? I loved Yeah, We Got It because I was like, got what? We got cars. We got cars, baby. And they, and like our thrilling calls of 1.9% API financing. Come on down to Bach Toyota, Route 1 in Norwood on the Auto Mile. I'm Ernie Bach Jr. Come on down. Oh, man. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. He looks a little bit like weird Al Yankovic. The long hair is an interesting choice to me. Although I love Weird Al. I, honestly, I feel like I wish I could interview either Weird Al or, or Nardwar, the other guy that's kind of doing a Weird Al bit. Weird Al would be really interesting to talk to. I know somebody that went to a Weird Al concert. Shout out Dan. Wait, was it good though? He said it was the best thing he'd ever been to. Wait, no. Yeah, he said it was iconic, like amazing. No, I have to go. Does we have to go. I'm putting out a, uh, I'm putting out a, a siren call. Anybody want to go to a Weird Al concert with me in mini, in Empels? Let's go. <laughs> Please. Don't find me, but let's go. <laughs> Man. Yeah. It's the great, I forgot what Minnesota's the state of. It's the great mustard state. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> What's Minnesota state? The lake state? It's probably the lake state. I think it's like Lando of a thousand lakes or something. Lando Lakes was is like based here. That's pretty cool. Wait, Minnesota state tag. No. What is it called? State thing. State fish. The walleye. Wow. Wait, to me, the state drink is milk. Oh. <laughs> That's awful. Sorry, guys. That's actually hilarious. Yeah, that's actually kind of like, that's right, you know? Yeah, milk does a body good, they say. Aww. what if they change it in like 2022 to be like woke they like change it to like oat milk oh my god <laughs> Wait, should i petition the <laughs> should i petition the the thing this you should be like rice milk yeah they should they should change it to a different type of what kind of nut based milk okay this is my last question for this episode um and then we can sign off but what is your favorite type of nut-based milk? <laughs> or what is your favorite milk ba- alternative? Nut-based milk. Well, considering that I got a wicked discount on some almond milk today at the grocery store because it was on sale, I will have to say almond milk. But honestly, I don't like almond milk. I prefer, like, I actually really like rice milk. I know that's like, kind of an unpopular opinion. I like an oat milk, and if I have to pick a nut-based milk alternative, I suppose almond milk is fine. But it, yeah, you're right. It's not my favorite. And then we all found out collectively that, like, it's horrible water consumption. So it's like, okay, if the whole point of this is to, like, 
try to, it's better for the environment, quote unquote, it actually has to be better for the environment. Oh, also one more thing before we go, I want to shout out a podcast I've been listening to. Also, if you've been listening for this long, like God bless you. <laughs> not, are, this episode's not that long. It's not? No, because we took a break in the middle. Oh yeah, that's why it feels long. Okay. Um. Anyway, I want to shout out Maintenance Phase, which is a podcast hosted by Aubrey Gordon and- <laughs> Michael Hobbs, that's his name. Aubrey Gordon and Michael Hobbs. I started listening to that too. I would recommend it. It's very good. So everyone check that out on Spotify. Have a great rest of your week. We'll be back next week with some interesting stuff. Anything else to this note? That's it. Um, if any, oh, what were our questions to the audience? Not based milk. And that's about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And next week we'll reveal the findings from our poll. Oh, my God. We forgot to reveal the findings from our last poll. That's what I mean. Okay, guys, you got to tune in. And yeah. next week we will be doing a tier list of a, of a certain things. So, like, also tune in. Okay. Yeah, tune in. Have a great week. We love you. Bye. Here's Jordan's You'll find the best bedroom. You'll see a difference. You'll feel a difference.